0: Ginger
1: on ginger, ginger on ginger, Jacob has red hair, so does Alex. Yay! Hello, and welcome to Ginger on Ginger, the show where two redhead comedians choose a word, phrase, or concept, and then talk about it through their gingery lens. I'm Jacob Godby. And I'm Alex Tate. This week's episode is brought to you by Baxter Blue. Do you experience digital eye strain from too much blue light exposure from digital screens? Baxter Blue glasses are not your average frames. These blue light lenses filter 80% of the highest energy blue light, eliminating 99% of glare. The past year, we have all been glued to our devices more than ever. Our exposure to digital light has soared, and our eyes and our sleep are suffering as a result. Baxter Blue is also a force for good and provides a pair of reading glasses for someone in need for every pair sold. This is I wear built for our digital age, and Baxter Blue is giving our listeners 10% off your next purchase of blue light, sleep, or kids' glasses. Click the link in our show notes for your exclusive discount. This is the sign you've been waiting for to invest in blue light glasses. We know you will love your Baxters, and we know that you will feel the difference. Fun fact, Alex, one time I worked as a video editor 40 to 50 hours a week, and uh, before I had blue light glasses, I popped some blood vessels in
2: my eyes. I feel like I am close to that. Um, cause of the, I was just today, I was staring at a screen and I was, it's also just like, I was staring at a white piece of paper for so long mm. and my eyes started to like really hurt and I just like closed them for like uh 30 seconds and just tears just started like streaming down my face. And I was like, oh shit, I, re- I maybe hadn't like blinked in like <laughs> <just> two <laughs> minutes or so. I was like, oh <laughs> fuck, like that hurts that's so that's bad.
1: Rough. I'm currently wearing blue light glasses. I I swear by them. So you should absolutely get yourself a pair. But don't um, edit, like, photos and don't edit, like, you know, don't do your color correction (laughs) with a pair of blue light glasses on.
0: Right, right, right. Uh,
2: But for, like, the modeling and stuff like that, yeah, I'm just staring at a fucking screen forever.
1: Yeah, it it works. Like I said, I didn't. Even think about it until I edited too much and pop some, uh, whatever, the ad's done. (laughs) I'm just being real with you now.
2: Yeah, Uh, yeah. I mean, that that was the most relatable (laughs) ad we've ever had.
1: I know. (laughs) Baxter Blue, everybody.
2: (laughs) It's a great porn name. Oh, it is. That's a great one.
1: Yeah. It's not, be like you wouldn't know it's a porn star by their name, but when you hear that they are a porn star, you're like, that
2: makes sense. That checks out. Yeah. (laughs) Baxter Blue. (laughs) but it's also not, you know, like D- D- J Destiny or something like that. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. Exactly. Chastity Boner.
2: <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> um I uh, that made me laugh harder than it should. <laughs> Jacob, how are you? How was how's your week?
1: Uh, you know, not too bad. I I mean, I I I I here's Jacob's vaccine report. I got the second dose yesterday, uh Sunday. And uh, the next day kicked my ass. I woke up with chills and did not leave my couch and then got a full night's sleep and woke up feeling like a million bucks. So I'm excited. I'm fully vaxxed. In two weeks, I will have full, uh, you know, like 95% or whatever the Moderna one is. So uh, yeah. y- I'm going to be out there just kissing strangers.
2: Yeah, yeah. That's, with, that with is With their really consent, exciting. of
1: course. With their consent, of course.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, which at this point, I feel like a lot of people are going to consent to it. You know, There's,
1: when you're in the vaccine line, like people are exchanging glances for sure.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. So I, I, I got my first dose today. And um, the first thing I was so excited, I was like looking everyone in the eyes and I was like, hello. And uh, I get a I don't like needles. Um, sure. Easiest shot I've ever gotten in my life. Like, really? I wasn't convinced it had happened. I didn't even feel it. She's like, one, two, three, we are done. And I was like, huh? <laughs> um, And then right afterwards, they were like, you know, you, they have to monitor you. So they they like spaced out some chairs in the lobby.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Same and for you me. And you ca- have to
2: stay for 15 minutes. Sit in the lobby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there were some comfy chairs and everything. And I feel like everyone just moved the chairs closer to each other just because they, they like could you know everyone's like fuck this social like i'm gonna sit right next to this person. you know like we've got if you're in a movie theater if you're in an empty movie theater pre-covid times and someone came sit right next to you you'd be like are you is this a joke like get the fuck away from me (laughs) yes but now it's like come on in sit right next to me touch like awkwardly have your forearm hair touch my forearm hair as we wrestle for the armrest
1: that's one thing I liked about Alamo Drafthouse is you could buy your tickets online and you could pick where you wanted to sit and you could see where people are already at. So you can, you know, that doesn't you know, mean that someone won't buy a ticket next to you, but you can try your best to like find the non clustered parts. But uh, first dose also didn't feel anything. Second dose, I feel that I felt the needle go in and out of my arm like I felt it when it was in my arm, uh,
2: mm. which
1: was a little more intense. I was like, there's a needle in me
2: yeah i hate it dude i you know i I, we've talked about it before but i kind of want tattoos on this podcast i um like i pass out i i did it when i when i got my when i got the surgeries on my arm the doctor you know they just did like local anesthesia which hurts man i don't i think like that shit hurts when it goes in yeah, yeah,
1: that, and, well, you just gotta do like I do, and you gotta start sounding. Once you've done that, you can get through anything.
2: Okay, alright. I'm not gonna explain what sounding is. For anyone listening, urban dictionary it, and then, uh, direct all your hatred towards Jacob.
1: Let's just say it doesn't involve sound.
2: And <laughs> in, in no way. Uh, well, I mean... It could. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I... Thought once that it was called sounding because it was done with like a tuning fork. (laughs) Uh,
1: Yeah, 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 or like a little piccolo. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Um, (laughs)
2: Sorry. But that's Um, how you
1: build your pain tolerance. Now, my mom tried to tell me recently that gingers have a higher pain tolerance and i explained to her whatever you read is the opposite of what i've read because yes. i'm pretty sure we have a lower pain tolerance
2: i'm with you jacob as well i pretty sh- and i have i have bit, got like gone to surgeries and in the hospital and stuff like that and they're like we're gonna put you for anesthesia and then i'm like i have red hair and the nurse is literally like oh yeah and they like do more,
1: <laughs> yeah, I also, yeah, we need more anesthesia to be effective, we have a lower pain tolerance, I personally I mean, I think I have one of, I think I have the lowest pain tolerance of any of my friends, <laughs> I'm kind of a wimp
2: it it depends, I feel like, so you know, I like. I, well, not currently because I'm working too much, but usually I like work. I, I think I have a pretty good pain tolerance to like will myself through stuff. Like if my legs are burning sure, and I'm sure. walking up a hill, I can just keep walking. I Anything to do with my skin, though. Yeah, yeah. Is I feel like I'm a big old wimp.
1: I have this like, I don't know, like maybe this is for everyone, but like this cluster of nerves in my lower back where for some reason my mom again as a kid if she wanted my attention would like smack me in the lower back a little bit and i have just this like cluster of nerves back there where i would almost poop myself like it would hurt so much
2: <laughs> i'm sorry i didn't mean to laugh at that that's no, it's kind okay. of hilarious it's like a brown note but it's like a brown button on you
1: yeah exactly so don't smack me in the lower back please i'm just i mean Asking That's for it all now. I'm
2: gonna do. I couldn't. <laughs> I can't imagine something funnier than to me than me slapping your lower back and you shitting your pants.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like Hot Rod when she does it to him, and he's like, "Wow, that didn't work."
0: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's that, but me instead of Andy sandberg Do you have any socially inept moments from the last week? I'm trying to think if I do.
2: Um. No, I haven't been social with anyone.
1: Ah, you've just been stuck inside listening to audiobooks of Sylvia Plath.
2: Um, yeah, more like listening to D&D podcasts and Japanese jazz fusion albums.
1: I found out recently that you like Lord's album, Melodrama, which I did not know, but it's a great album.
2: It's a great album. It's a fantastic album. So is Pure Heroin, for that matter. But-
1: yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like one of them's like... Wow, look at all the potential. And the second one, to me, is like, oh, look at all this potential realized.
2: Yeah. And then she was like, I'm good. And I respect the <laughs> shit out of that.
1: She has one coming out this year. It's been... It's, uh, whatever. I have my hands in uh, some musical rumblings. And I
2: did Google it, and it got, like, postponed because her dog died or something like that, which I feel bad for her for then.
1: Right. Um, Alex, what is our... Word
2: of the day. Yeah, Jacob. Our word, phrase, or concept today is—I don't know if we've done this before, and I didn't look it up beforehand, and now I'm panicking. Comedy.
1: Whoa, comedy. So meta. (laughs) We have certainly discussed our comedic opinions. I'm not—I I'm with you. I don't think that we have done just the word comedy before.
2: Yeah, and just you know what—I I don't know what 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 maybe the state of comedy is now in our straight white man opinion.
1: Oh, okay. (laughs) Well, to start it off, in a non-straight white way, I discovered while I was sick yesterday this show called Southside, about the south side of Chicago. The Season one aired on Comedy Central in Mm. like 2019, and apparently there's a season two coming out this year, but it's Mm. currently on HBO Max, and it's very funny. I'm enjoying it a lot. It's about these two guys that work at a... and this is... (laughs) Maybe very, uh, like blissfully ignorant of me. I did not know these places existed called a rent to own store where like you can go in and get yeah. furniture
2: and you like a rent a center.
1: Okay. So, you know, I just haven't, I just didn't know
2: <laughs> you end up paying a shit ton more than it costs.
1: Right? So these guys work for one of those stores, but they're like repo men basically. So they just travel around Chicago's South side trying to repossess furniture, Xboxes. There's one scene, spoilers, where they go to get a guy's Xbox back and he won't give it to him. So they decide they'll play NBA 2K. And if the repo guys win, then they get the Xbox. If they lose, well, the guy gets to keep it. So it's good. It's, I like it a lot. Fair enough.
2: Um, what's your what's your take on, um, on this sort of weird anti-movement happening with some comedians who have maybe larger podcasts than we do um about this you know i should be able to say whatever i want movement in comedy i
1: i think that people are being held more accountable nowadays for their actions and words and i think that that's a good thing
2: absolutely yeah
1: and I guess people should be able to say what they want, but they should have the self-awareness to not post everything they say.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, like, uh, uh, what was it? Like Ari Shafir tweeted about like Kobe's death, like uh, an hour after Kobe died or something like that. And it was, it was some joke. And I was like, yo,
1: That's the other thing, and I I ride this line a lot. Comedians don't have to have a take on everything, especially since you're not performing live. I mean, some people are. Distance shows are happening or whatever. Uh, Unsafe shows are also happening. But comedians don't have to have a take on everything. You don't have to. It gets a little hairy when you have the ones with a lot of influence. You know, your Amy Schumer's and whatnot. That's, I think, when people feel more like they have to say something about everything. But yeah like a smaller to mid level comedian does not have to have an opinion or a joke about everything that happens you can kind of pick and choose them
2: yeah yeah true i guess I guess maybe that's where you know i get like you you go to like the uh the stand like a local stand up comedy store, sure yeah, you know show. what i'm
1: who I'm not interested in hearing about current events from. Just fellow white comedians in Missoula. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's what I'm
2: saying. Yeah. Like, if you want to make it, you you got to have a shtick, something. You're not like Joe Rogan, okay? And you can't just walk up there and say Joe Rogan things because you listen to Joe Rogan's podcast.
1: That's fair. That is uh, totally fair. Yeah. And that is one man, I think, that has a lot of influence. And should not necessarily be more careful about what he says, but recognize that his words do have consequences.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's just, uh, I, for all the people on the planet to have the largest podcast by far, I don't even think it's a fucking competition. Um, I think he's like maybe kind of dumb.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, 100%. I mean, there just goes our
2: chance of ever getting on Joe Rogan.
1: But um... <laughs> uh, he's definitely someone who's like, I'm, I'm not maybe I'm not saying he didn't work hard, but he seems like he just kind of lucked into a career, specifically a podcasting one.
2: Well, yeah, because of like fear factor.
1: Yeah, I'm not. I don't know. I'm. I'm I'll be honest. I'm not a Joe Rogan fan. I'll just show my full hand here and. Uh, All our Libertarian Montana fans are like, what? No, he's great. But it's just like uh, the way he treats someone like Alex Jones, the same as Bernie Sanders, for example. Like those are completely different ideologies. And one of them actively tries to help people, but they're being uplifted to the same platform. And I think that's the same
2: platform. I'll give him some credit. Have you watched his Alex Jones interview? I've seen clips. It's just Joe Rogan sitting there being like, what the
1: fuck? Yeah, but still just having him on the show, I think, does more harm than good. Because you're assuming a lot of your audience to be able to parse that sort of stuff out, you know? To be able to think that your audience is smart enough to recognize that Alex Jones is a harmful ideology or ideological man.
2: Speaking of uh, uh, Fear Factor, would you... uh, what? What would you struggle with the most on Fear Factor? (laughs) All of it. (laughs) Would it be the adrenaline stuff? Would it be the eating stuff? Would it be like the tight spaces stuff that they do a lot? Don't
1: love tight spaces. I mean, I love cozy spaces. Don't love tight spaces. My body's just not built for them. Like um, the adrenaline stuff, I could will myself to do. The eating, anything with snakes or bugs, eating or crawling or otherwise, I'm a no on those. (laughs)
2: yeah the i feel like i can do all of them i could do all of them okay especially the adrenaline ones i i, I never understood this one because they're like you have to jump between these two semi trucks that are like driving down the road but you're in this huge harnessed rig and right you fall <laughs> you just and uh, you know it's like rock climbing for me at least rock climbing on like a super stable stuff it's like well if i fall then yeah you know i just dangle there so like there's no real if they really made you jump you <laughs> yeah. know, that'd be nuts
1: <laughs> yeah 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 um oh, man i had but something it's else the, to, it's the it's right. the
2: tanks of sorry it's the tanks of bugs where they're like can you sit in this plexiglass box full of snakes and i'm like right. no and i just wouldn't do and they're like you're forfeiting i'd be like sure i am <laughs> that's a no for me as well yeah, yeah i'll eat the pig rectum over there but i'm not uh we've been I'm through not this. sitting in that. Tank you and I would eat just about
1: anything once, like
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, especially if I was on Fear Factor and it was for money. Yeah. <laughs> uh
1: I, if Fear Factor wants to reboot and have us host, that's fine with me. I'm a hundred percent in.
2: Yeah, absolutely. That would be honestly, that would be great. One of I can't imagine a better job than watching other dum dums suffer. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um but yeah comedians man in comedy I w- I was going to talk about uh how much I hate stand up. I just can't do it. I don't really like watching it. I don't really like performing it. I don't really like writing it. It's just such a like individual experience, you know what I mean? Like I feel with you and I if we're both on stage together, it's a little less embarrassing. Like it's a little less uh ego driven you know we're both we're trying to make each other laugh they're there for both of us but like uh just the the singular stand up i like i don't know it just makes me cringe i'm not, i'm not a stand up fan
2: i do think it's like the ultimate form of putting yourself out there so to speak you know if you want to know if you're good at public speaking go do stand up comedy sure yeah <laughs> stand on stage and have everyone staring at you and it's your job to just make them laugh
1: and that's something I was just talking to. maybe I I feel like I said this last week but you and I do not perform in like bars well we like perform in like theater spaces well and I think specifically because when we have shows people buy tickets to see specifically us stand up you have a long long possibly lifetime worth of performing to people who are not there to
2: see you right totally who might not have even come for standup night. And that's impossible. Like you're actively, the whole crowd is working
1: against you. You win them over. That's incredible. Good for you. But I think we do ourselves a favor by having shows uh, where people are there to see us. Like, and and yeah, man, I, I, you and I have performed once or twice in like a more bar or club setting. And it's, it's interesting. I, I mean, I've done it music wise before and just, yeah, people aren't there to see you. And it feels weird.
2: Yeah, I think it's a little, you know, you can correct me if I'm wrong. I think it's a little different music-wise because it depends It depends on what vibe it is. You know, if it's a jazz lounge and you're a jazz pianist, you get ignored the entire fucking time.
1: Right, right. You're just playing because you love to play. But it is, yeah. Uh, impre- basically, with music, you're just trying not to lose the audience. You don't necessarily have to win them over, you know?
2: Right, yeah. And if... if you have something you're focusing on. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, you're, <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, yeah. Of course, you're feeding off the crowd. Of course, musicians feed off the crowd. But should it be going badly, you're like, well, I'm just going to focus on drumming or <laughs> singing or whatever, you know?
1: I say this with no regret or remorse. I do not care if I ever go to another stand up open mic again in my entire life.
2: You don't find them like more. You're not like morbidly curious. I feel like I want to go to one very badly, in a uh, maybe not wholesome way.
1: You should, but I had that experience. I all my friends in Los Angeles were like stand-up fiends, and so we they would just drag me along to open mics. I performed at a few of them. Like I did that, and I was not a fan. And j- just like it, just seemed like no one. Well, one, no one was ever there but the people who were performing, so <laughs> good luck making a room of comedians waiting their turn to, like, laugh.
2: Um, and it's it's very competitive there as well. You know, It
1: is, and for no reason, because everyone's bad.
2: <laughs> right, 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 right.
1: Including me. Like, I, I know that I don't do stand-up. Like, I, I will set up jokes for you to punchline or vice versa, but yeah, I... I I'm not a fan of and that's why I like Bo Burnham so much Is he does that kind of like hybrid like yeah I don't think he would call himself a stand-up
2: no I mean yeah he's he's a show
1: yeah exactly and I really like that he's and he would do himself a disservice if all he did was stand there and tell jokes too like he has so many more talents
2: and honestly when he is doing that which are few few and far between I'm like wrap it up
1: yeah <laughs> for real play another song
2: <laughs> yeah or, or do a skit or something like that but wrap it up um we went to the comedy store in la
1: we did yeah i got stuck in the bathroom while some gang members scratched their sign into a mirror with a razor blade what i've never told you that while i was there I don't think that was while you were there. I think it was another time I went with Trevor, but yeah, I was peeing and then I turned to go and then this guy was blocking the door and he like held up one finger, like, wait a sec. And then this other guy got a razor blade out and I was like, oh, cool. And then he scratched their sign into the mirror and then the guy blocking the door held the door for me and I exited. But I I was like, Trevor, remind me to not pee there again, please.
2: (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck? Uh Uh-huh. Who goes to the Who is like this? Is where my gang sign needs to be. The comedy store. The comedy
1: store men's bathroom.
2: Uh, Bobby Lee was there. I had to walk in between him and uh, piece of shit Crystalia. <laughs> yes. Yep. Um, and then Bobby Lee said, "Oh, really?" And I just kept walking, and I was yeah. like, "I I don't know if I was supposed to acknowledge your presence, but I'm not a huge <laughs> Bobby Lee fan, so."
1: Um. Yeah, the comedy store. I have mixed reviews of. I have been there and laughed my ass off and I have been there and gotten berated by comedians who are mad that the audience isn't laughing because they're not funny.
2: That's that's always the worst. I feel like if you're if you're like bombing, just uh, just ride the bomb.
1: Own it. It's your yeah, yeah. fault. It is not the audience. 9 times out of 10 it's not the audience's fault. Sometimes it is the audience. But nine times out of ten, you're just not funny, or you're having an off night. Like,
2: yeah, I would go with ninety-nine times out of a hundred. You're not being funny. One (laughs) time, you get like the Philadelphia rant from Bill Burr because the audience is just being the fucking worst. But that is that is not really the case ever.
1: Yeah, or they all came from like a funeral, and so it's just this group of sad people or something. Yeah, it happens. I mean, you and I have had enough crowds that some are better than others, but. you know, that's when you really know what material works and which which ones are uh what material is mid-level but coasts by because you have a good audience, you know?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. We've definitely put some stuff on stage that we thought was hilarious because uh all of our friends were in the audience. And then we performed it for strangers and we're like, oh I'm not
1: funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. is really insular in that way. I think you and I had a couple we got better at it, I think, towards the end, but Definitely had some shows where after we, well, when we went on our tour and we took some of our jokes that played really well here, do not play well other places. And and so that was interesting to find out. Not that I didn't anticipate it or anything, but it was basically the, and, and this happens with our shows too, the stuff you think isn't going to work works and the stuff you think works won't.
2: Yeah. 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 But very random as to when people laugh and you're like, huh?
1: Yeah, exactly. That wasn't like a joke. The beginning of the Pied Piper sketch, when you walk out and you're like, hi, my name is Michael Jackson with an X, and that gets the biggest stupid laugh of the whole sketch right off the bat, yeah. and I just never understood that. I was like a placeholder. I was going to try and give you an actually funny name later on, but I forgot to change it. Like,
2: <laughs> Yeah, I remember reading it and being like, this is stupid. This is a waste <laughs> of time. Yeah. My my acting there is not acting. It's just me not wanting to say the joke.
1: <laughs> well, let me ask you that. Are there any jokes that I have made you say or perform that you maybe weren't too crazy about? No.
2: You know, I, I know you want me to say Alex visits the doctor, but I understand that for what it is. And it's hilarious.
1: Oh, yeah. And I think I know that about you. And you know that about me well enough. If one of us doesn't want to perform something, we know each other well enough to go hi i'm not gonna do that
2: yeah yeah yeah. like i'll never do randy randy on stage
1: oh and i don't i won't either <laughs> it will go so badly <laughs> i'm randy randy um no the audience would hate that but
0: there I'm have been things we've eggs. performed
1: where i'm like well i wish i had said no to that before it got on stage but uh that goes both ways too but i think for uh, you know for all intents and purposes i think you and i are pretty good at checks and balances at least for what's funny
2: yeah sometimes i wish i wouldn't have said this statement um and then i get pee pee all over my face as crazy bill <laughs> sometimes i wish crazy bill just didn't exist
1: okay yes i completely agree with you the crazy bill me.
2: i wrote that so i can already right. be mad at myself
1: the crazy but i could have said no like the crazy bill character is problematic at best
0: <laughs> yeah yeah. Just
1: for those that don't know because it's not really on the internet anymore. Crazy Bill is a character that Alex played called or I mean yes, called Crazy Bill. I just said that, but yeah. he was a prisoner who would go on rants about life in prison and you know, you often, prison tips. Prison tips, that's what it was. And often it was pretty benign like you would make dolls out of your poop and play dolls, but like just it's so insensitive to one, like, call a character crazy. Like, that's like some 2008
2: shit. <laughs> yeah, really. Like, that, What the? that's the best thing I could have come up with. We could have just called him Bill.
1: We could have just called him Prison Bill or, you yeah. know, like, yeah, Prison Tips with Bill. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now, that's not to say I've never uh performed... Something that's problematic or anything. I'm sure there's some safety train conductor lines best left to the annals of time, but.
2: Uh, oh, but I mean, they're just like sexually kink based. That's not about like rubbing pee pee on your face and playing with poop dolls. <laughs>
1: <laughs> sure, sure. Well, I remember that character specifically making me laugh like I just did, and that's pretty much why it made it into the show. <laughs>
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, like, just for you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and there are some things like that. that uh, You and I have higher tolerances than a lot of people do for certain types of jokes. And Oh, I yeah.
2: Can, I mean, what I find funny is uh, super bizarre.
1: Yeah, quite fucked up compared to the usual person who might just waltz into one of our shows.
2: <laughs> yeah, and I just start, like, laughing at, like, oh, I here's one thing i almost pissed myself at this i i I laugh myself at comedic comedic timing and i don't think other people a a regular person like picks up on comedic timing that well sure yeah yeah. you know like so we were on this really important as an entire this was a couple this was like a month ago as my whole studio class we were on this really important zoom call um with the uh uh city planner of bozeman and he was going to talk to whatever it doesn't matter he's 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 a high up like ranking person and my professor's like we're not going to waste his time like come with questions he's going to talk all this stuff we put him on the big screen and brian my professor is and we're in we're in the studio with everyone else so i don't know why this is the things that like made me laugh so hard we the zoom call starts and i can see that we are making noise while he's trying to talk if that mm-hmm. makes sense yeah, yeah so i'm like i'm trying to like nudge brian to be like my professor to be like hey go mute uh, like mute us yeah and um so he's not just listening to a room full of kids behind us just talk shit and um he's like oh he he picks oh yeah like rolls his chair across the floor because we were all like backed up in the semicircle so that all of us could fit into this one single camera zoom call rolls his chair super loud super loud super loud i can see just like the green box around us and i'm like (laughs) god damn it as he just gets closer and closer then the guy like stops talking and he's like what are you doing and then then in this order brian clicks mute and goes okay, we're muted now. And I just thought that was hilarious. And I was like, that's what you chose to speak after you clicked mute. And I laughed so hard at that. And everyone just looked at me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: That happens a lot. Similar situations to me too, where... And and I think part of it almost sometimes we invent the comedic timing in our heads. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that's what I was like...
2: It was such like an SNL joke or something like that. That That's how I got to that point. I was like, dude, that looked like someone wrote that.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Remind me in the after dark to tell you a story about my mom from this weekend.
2: Great. Already excited. Anything else about comedy?
1: I don't really have anything. I mean, I have so much more to say about comedy. We might have to do a part two sometime, but yeah. I'll say... Overall, I go back and forth on comedy when I'm not making as much of it. I think I digest more of it when I start making more. Like if we do some shows this summer and I'm writing sketches and stuff, you're not going to catch me watching like alt comedy. It's like it's like almost necessary for me to not absorb other people's ideas for a little while, you know?
2: Totally. Yeah, I guess I, I get like too influenced by the comedy that I'm watching at the time.
1: Yes. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. I can point to sketches we've done. And say, like, oh, that's where we watched Bo Burnham's uh, Make Happy. Or, oh, yeah. this is where we watched Roast Battle. <laughs> oh, this is where we watched that.
2: Did I I always miss the Target song?
1: Oh, yeah, Craig Jimmy. That's on my first album. I guess it's not really. It's available on Bandcamp, jacobgodby.bandcamp.com. You came to me with this premise of just a son and his dad going to Target and having a hard time.
2: In Well, in my mind, it was auto-tuned. Because of the, oh, because of gotcha. Bo Burnham. Okay. But and then I, I remember us looking up what auto tuner does Bo Burnham use. And it's like uh, $800 or something like that. And we were like, that's not happening.
1: It was, yeah, more than we can afford.
2: <laughs> For but sure. Now, you know, right now in my life, do can I afford an $800 auto tuner? No. But is that like a reasonable price? I'm like, yeah, that makes sense.
1: It would be cool someday to get to that point. And we just do like an all auto-tuned sketch of yeah, just the son and his dad wandering around Target
2: <laughs> and getting into like a like a father-son argument.
1: Yeah, where is? Yeah, I just wanted to have.
2: Wears... That's that was it. I wanted to I wanted to write something where two people got in an argument in auto-tune. Yeah, <laughs> but like, but like, they were still singing like T Pain. Yeah, and they were ma- like maybe i maybe I'll, you. Maybe I'll you know? download
1: Craig Jimmy and put it at the end of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Craig slash Jimmy. We never came up with a better title. <laughs>
2: Yeah, that was a, that's a shit title.
1: <laughs> All right, man, you ready to do some police blotter?
2: Sure am.
1: Fergus County deputies made contact with an individual walking on the truck bypass after 2 a.m. The individual advised they were in a fight with their spouse who had left a bar and may have run over their phone while leaving. Deputies took a statement from the individual and then spoke to the spouse. No charges were filed, and the individual was left in the care of a friend for the night. There's, that one just kind of has a happy ending, right? I mean, I guess. I mean, yeah, not everything's solved, but they, they just get to spend the night with their friend.
2: They get to have a sleepover. Well, at involuntary, they were like, the cops picked him up and were like, do you have some place you can go? And he's like, "Oh, Yo, you can take me to Kyle's house. And then Kyle has to get up at 2 a.m. And he's like, what the fuck do you want? Like, he's like, can I stay here? <laughs>
1: All right, way to ruin this for me, Alex. <laughs> some of these blotters have gotten so dry. There's, overall, there's less than there used to be. Like, they're really, pick. the newspaper is, like, picking and choosing. And some of these I just, I feel bad even, like, laughing at, you know?
2: Oh mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: A caller reported hearing a loud bang from a nearby residence around 4:30 a.m. Officers responded and made contact with a group of people having a party and who had lit off a firework. Officers warned the group and advised them to quote shut it down for the
2: night. <laughs> what a what a cop thing to say. Yeah. <laughs> All right, shut it down, shut it down for the night. Shut it down for the Dude, I uh, when I got my vaccine, the I, this is how oblivious I am to the world. I totally forgot that the national guard is running it.
1: Oh yeah. I didn't know that either.
2: And, um, I start to pull into the parking lot and there's a dude in uniform there and he's twenty nineteen. 20, 19. Yeah. But because he was in like full can- I immediately got all weird. I like, I was like fumbling to like put my mask on. So it was just in my <laughs> car. I didn't have him. And then like roll down my window. And I was, and he was like, what are you? He's like, Jesus, calm down do you have an appointment? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, okay, just park in the parking lot. And I was like, oh, <laughs> great. And then I, you know, they walked in and they were like, sir, step this way. And I just would like, I don't know. I was just like, immediately I was like, yes, sir. Like, no, no, sir. Thank you, sir. Can I take your temperature? Yes, sir.
1: Okay. Yours was run by the national guard. Mine were run by some pharmacists. It was, and, and old people like volunteers. Uh, from the church that it was happening in just like these old ladies would be like hello do you have an appointment and i'm like yes i do and they're like right this way completely different experience than you yeah well and i just
2: like <laughs> i weirdly just like i bitched up immediately for lack of a better term i was just like instantly just like a little hulk of a man i was like oh, oh thank you
1: <laughs> last one A caller reported receiving a message from someone they thought was a friend regarding grant money that may be available if they were to send $500 with the application. The caller reported sending the money, but then received another call requesting that they send more money. The caller called their friend, and the friend advised that they did not send these messages. Oh no, more scamming. A lot of scamming going on in my hometown right now. It's brutal. None
2: of your friends are going to ask for money over email
1: yeah or have a grant available and i i feel bad that they checked with their friend after they sent the money you got to check with your friend before if you don't know that it's a scam just ask your friend before you send the money
2: yeah yeah totally Ah, uh, that's it's it just it hurts me because like i know who my grandmother is and right. uh she would fall for that in an instant
1: yeah and 500 is not a small amount either
2: no i mean she's retired and on you know her pension plan or whatever that's like what she gets a week or something like that i don't know
1: yeah i don't know how that works either i don't really know the ins and outs of social security because i've kind of assumed that you and i won't have it (laughs) when we're that age
2: yeah i you know it'd be really cool if we i don't know maybe like learn that in school but think fuck i know the pythagorean theorem
1: yeah the mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell
2: (laughs) i use that every day (laughs)
1: you actually do use math though, right? Like I don't, and I haven't since I graduated high school for what
2: it's worth. I use the pathetic a squared plus B squared equals C squared. And that's it.
1: Okay. I use nothing. Like I literally, (laughs) I teach three year olds right now. I know how to do two plus two and I'll get my fingers out and like count. I'm like, okay, so here's two and here's two. Let's count them together. And some of them still can't get to four.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't, I, see, this is why I'm not a teacher. I don't know if I could handle that.
1: Well, yeah, you are also weird around kids. Not in like a weird way, but you just don't know how to oh, exist no idea. in no the same idea space with them. Yeah. No
2: idea what they want to talk about. I, I'm either like,
0: hi, oh, do you like horses?
2: And like people are like, stop talking like that to my child. Or I'm like, what up? You want to go get a beer? And they're like, there are my three. And I'm like, drinks I don't beer. know what else to... I, I don't know what else to talk about with this, especially if they're like 10 or 9. What That's a weird fuck? age
1: for me. I know yo- I know, early childhood and I could talk to like, you know, 18, 19 year olds, but I definitely like, I would say like 10 to 16. I have no idea. Like what, you know,
2: do you like no Minecraft? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Minecraft is either their whole existence or they think it's the lamest shit ever. There's no in between.
1: Right? <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. I'll talk to you next week. All right. Bye. Bye. And now, without further ado, that song that we talked about earlier in the
0: episode. Yo, my name is Craig and my house it is suburban As soon as we moved in my wife told me we need no curtains I grabbed my keys and headed for the duo solo outing She said to bring our son Jimmy and then I started pouting He's 13 years old and he's really, really mean She said he needs some guidance so don't be a drama queen Fine, I whined, I'll take him to the store So I walked up the stairs and I knocked on the door what, Dad? Go away. Jimmy, Jimmy, we gotta go. I don't wanna. Jimmy, come on. Your mom said we gotta go uh, to the store together. Dad, I don't wanna go to the store. It doesn't matter what you want. Just put put your pants on and let's go. Oh, my God, Dad. My pants are on. Jimmy, if you were masturbating in there, oh, I don't really care. I'm not right? masturbating, Dad. Hey, I had to masturbate, too, when I was your age. Oh, it was a David, lot harder, shut though. Shut up, Dad. Leave me alone. All right, fine. All right, I'm coming. Yo, my name is Jimmy, I'm a motherfucking kid, 13 years old, bitch, suck my dick My dad and I don't get along cause he's lame, I wanna stay home and play my video game Jimmy, buckle up Dad, I don't give a fuck Uh, see what I mean? This kid is obscene Rolling up to Target, but the parking lot was jammed Dad, let's go to Walmart, this place is really cramped Look over there, Jimmy, there's a free slot My dad parked the van in a handicapped spot Dad not parked here. Jimmy, there's no other spots. I don't really care. There's a person in a wheelchair looking for a handicap spot right now. Well, I don't know what to tell you, Jimmy. Just don't make eye contact or limp into the store. All right? Dad.
1: They're controlling the pedals with their hands. It's not a big
0: deal. Technology's been around for a while. Listen, Jimmy, we're only going in there for one thing, okay? Okay. We're only going in for... I don't want one of your displays or one of your plans or anything like that, okay, Jimmy? Dad, come on. Jimmy, one thing only. I know,
1: one thing only. Curtains. All right. I'm not planning anything. Come on, Dad. Listen up, everybody, cause I got a plan. I've been thinking of it since I was in the van. I'm gonna walk my dad by the video games and
0: then piss him moan until he feels ashamed. Then he'll have to buy one, and if he doesn't, I'll throw a tantrum. Hey, Dad, the curtains are by technology. You should buy me Call of Duty. God damn it, Jimmy, I'm not buying games for you. There's only one thing that we came here to do. Oh, come on, Dad, you're a piece of shit, and if you don't buy it for me, I'ma throw a fit. Jimmy, you're 13. Stop acting like a clown. Can we just go to Target without you breaking down? Can I have it? No. Can I have it? No. Can I? Can I have it? No. Can I have it? Jimmy, no. Please. No, Jimmy, for the love of God. Oh, Dad, I want the game. Jimmy, every time with you. Every time we go to Target, it's like this. No, Jimmy, stop. Jimmy, to the game. no, Jimmy, yeah. I'm not giving you anything.
1: All my friends have it. All your
0: friends have it. If all your friends jumped off a cliff, would you follow them? Yeah, because then all my friends would be dead, and I want to be dead too. Oh, no, Jimmy, that doesn't matter. Your friends are shitty anyway. You need new friends. J- listen, Jimmy, you're about to go to high school. You need to start acting like an adult. No, okay? oh, I want the game.
1: No, literally I'm you're acting cry. like a baby. I'm gonna cry. No, tears, tears, I don't need tears. any crying. Oh. No, stop, Jimmy. Stop <laughs> this. is not gonna
0: work <laughs> on me again. This is not gonna work <laughs> on me again. No, j- all right, fine, fine, all right, fine, Jimmy. You want the game? You want the stupid game? Do you? Yeah? You want it? All right, fine, it's yours. You can have it. Yay! Jimmy got his game. He's a happy dude. And we brought some gray curtains for the living room. Your mom said gray, right? I think she did. Yo, I don't pay attention. I'm a lousy kid. I got out my hammer, and I put up the curtains. My wife come in and say, Craig, are you fucking kidding me? I said blue curtains, not the gray curtains. You know, this is the last straw, Craig. I want a divorce.